Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 36 of the Lessons Learned Podcast. On today's episode, I'm interviewing my incredible friend, Vivian Kay. On this episode, we talk all things boundaries, celebrating our wins. Isn't that a dominant theme on the show lately? Um, Viv making the front page of the business section of the Toronto Star for her company's growth and impact. And we talk about boundaries with our children, with folks in our lives, how she created her business and scaled it through a very hard time for her personally when she was going through a separation with her partner and so much more. This episode was created as part of our Lessons in Resilience series, which is an Instagram live interview series that I do every week. We're on hiatus right now, but we'll be coming back in a few weeks time where I interview people who inspire me most and we talk about their lessons in resilience and all the different facets that are involved in resilience. And I'm gonna be bringing some of these interviews to the show here on the podcast as I did with Jagmeet Singh's interview a few weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that, go and check it out. Now, before I dive into the interview, it's important for me, this is a beautiful space for me every week to just share with you what's been going on, my lessons learned in life as it happens. And last week I shared about celebrating our wins and going through the registration process for the Next Right Step program and what it was like to take a second for those few days after we closed registration to let everything soak in. And to celebrate that this online program that I had dreamed of bringing to life for so long was now finally going to happen. And Mitch and I were talking about this concept of saying yes before you're ready. Within the Next Right Step community, we have an app. And one of the participants shared this interview um, with someone from Peloton who had said, say yes before you're ready. And we were talking about it. And he was like, well, that's kind of what you did with this program, right? And in that moment, it took me a second. But I was like, actually, no. I was ready to bring this program to life. When we built Core Space, that was kind of me saying yes before I was ready. When we were building other things in the interim, there was a lot of failures that brought me and led me to this experience of my version of success, which is the registration going so well, now delivery going so well. But it's built off of a number of failures in the past, but those failures allowed me, when I said yes this time, to feel very ready and capable. So, yes. We have to say yes before we're ready. But sometimes when we say yes before we're ready, we might fall flat on our face. We might have to close the company. We might have to do the thing that we dread at the outset, that we dream to not be the outcome that ends up happening, but does end up happening. But if we pick ourselves up, if we lean on our resiliency, if we are willing to go from flat on the floor, (laughs) face in the dirt, to slowly finding an arm to push up with, a leg to get some traction with, and to stand back up once again, and to continue that march forward towards that bigger calling, that bigger goal you may have, the systems you're implementing for your habits, and that life change that you're working towards. The more we can pick ourselves back up over and over again, the closer we get to this semblance and idea of success that we hold for ourselves. 
it's so important for us to define what success means. And I'm talking beyond the metrics. I'm talking about the feelings that you want, what you want the experience to feel like holistically. If you're focusing on a career goal right now, what are you doing for the other parts of your life to ensure that they're maintained, sustained, or if you're pulling back, for example, in your wellness, that you're doing it intentionally so that whatever it is you're working on in your work in terms of a goal doesn't just consume every other part of your life. How are you sustainably working towards success and defining success for yourself? Success for me in building, registering, and implementing this program meant prioritizing my well-being and wellness alongside executing and delivering a high-quality program and experience. Both of those things can happen simultaneously, but on some days, and for multiple days in a row, work had taken over. And then I had to prioritize wellness for chunks of time. So my intention was to, say, record this introduction for the podcast a couple of days ago, but I had to intentionally delay because I knew my body needed me, my, I needed to rest, and I needed to unwind. And so we have to give ourselves grace within our definitions of success, within our impressions of success. And along the way, part of that grace is the celebration, which happened last week and which I'm doing right now again with sharing the joy I feel about this program implementation. And don't get me wrong, I have been so scared so many times in this process. Is the course going to be good enough? Are people going to enjoy it? Am I going to say the right things? Are, is what I'm sharing valuable? Is it too surface level? Is it too deep? Is there too much engagement? Is there not enough engagement? I would be lying if I said, oh, I've got this shit figured out and unlocked. No, it's been a constant work in progress and also part of resiliency. And when we're teaching in the personal development space and personal growth space, is to let people know these emotions are never going to stop. The self-doubt is never going to go away. The self-sabotage is never going to go away. But what you can become better at is identifying it, moving through it, and quote-unquote bouncing back more and more quickly each time they rear their heads. And the awareness of these behaviors and knowing that it's part of the process can also be so freeing as we're working towards our dreams, our goals. Define your own definition of success, holistic definition of success. And know that if you're saying yes before you're ready, which we all do all the time, that at, if failure comes, which there is a high likelihood that it will, whatever failure looks like to you, that the job at hand at that point is for you to pick yourself up and keep going. Because I've used failure a few times in this conversation that we're having right now, but also on this show. And failure is only, like, failure will only take you out if you stop moving. Because part of a longer journey are multiple failures and successes. Multiple ups and downs and ups and downs. And if you stop and pull yourself out of the game and say, that failure is proof that I'm a failure, that's where we get into trouble. Whereas if you say that failure is data for me to know that that's not how I'm supposed to do this thing, I'm supposed to try a different way and you keep going, that is true resiliency. Pick yourself back off, dust yourself off, take the information you need from the failure and keep on moving. Here is my interview with Vivian Kay. I think this conversation around boundaries, around 
her entrepreneurial experience and journey and her own stories of resiliency are going to be deeply impactful for you. So without further ado, here's our interview. I have the honor and I'm so excited to talk to my friend Vivian Kay. Viv is an incredible entrepreneur. She's the founder of Kinky Curly Yaki. She creates wigs for the black community and I am just so inspired by Viv and her work and her continued showing for all of us through hard times. First, we got a tote with our water oh my God. to your feature in the Toronto Star. Oh, thank you, God. Thank oh, you. Thank you. When I read that, I was just so happy. And the way that they shared your story and the scale at which your story is, is becoming more and more shared. I learned so many things about how you built the business and different things that I didn't even know. And so it's just so inspiring for so many of us um, who are Black, Indigenous, women of color who are building our businesses. This is the perfect starting point for our conversation. So, one, I want to still hold space for that feature in the Toronto Star. And we're starting this conversation from that amplified energy of all of us putting our dreams out there for those sorts of moments, because that's a career moment. Um, but when it comes to boundaries, it, you've been so candid with how you share about life in quarantine and working during quarantine and having X at home and figuring out all of this. So have boundaries even been possible right now? <laughs> what has that been like? Um, you know, it's been, it's been a struggle. I'll tell you that. It's been a struggle. Obviously with, um, you know, with school, not doing the online learning has been a huge weight off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. um, only because that was creating such, such tension between us. Because it was like, I'm trying to get you to learn, but I got work to do. <laughs> like, it was just, and it's terrible because I felt bad because he would, he would be like, but mommy, I want you to stop working and play with me. And it's like, baby, I can't. Like, I'm, I got, I have to do this. Mm. And I had to create boundaries. And sometimes, like, some of the things that I had to let go was, like, you know, crazy screen time. I noticed that if I gave him screen time, he would leave me alone for the most part. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to focus and get some real shit done, I had to give them, you know, a, a, a device. Mm -hmm. But even like even other boundaries, like before COVID hit, I uh, trained him to sleep by himself. He's six years old uh, and it's just him and I. So, you know, it's understandable that he sneaks into my bed and all that. But I finally yeah. got him on a because I'm training him, you know, setting yes. boundaries yes. for when and then finds her uncle. Yes. your uncle, right? So I got, <laughs> I got to train him. He's got to stay in his own bed. He's got to mind his business. You know, that type of thing, right? <laughs> you also need your sleep. I know what I was like as a kid. I kicked. I turned. I was also that kid who, like, enjoyed cuddles with my mom. So I was all about that. <laughs> and he's all about that, too. So, like, I just needed my physical, like, I just, like, not only are we spending 24-7, but I also needed my physical boundaries and he kept pushing. And then, you know, your kid's going to do that. That's what kids do. But like, especially during this time where it's like, you don't have that eight hours where they're at school and you're at work and you're okay with that. For me, it was just, it got to be overwhelming. Um, but I've pushed through it. We've managed to come to like a, um, you know, to a, what's, what's the word? Mutual the word understanding. A, a mutual understanding where I say, if it's daylight, then you can, if you can see outside properly daylight, 
then you can come to my room. So I get beaten oh, so cool. my butt at two at six o'clock in the morning now. But, there you go. That's but it's something cool. you got to do with with your children, with your partner, with your friends, with your like work, everything. You got to create boundaries, but, and you cannot be afraid to enforce them. Like you mm. can't be afraid of hurting feelings because it's for your best interest. It's for your best health. Like for me, I needed him to sleep by himself so I could sleep so I could be productive during the day. And I'd be like, baby, I love you. Mommy loves you so, so very much. But mommy needs to sleep by herself. She mm-hmm. has to. You don't want mommy to be grumpy. You want mommy to let you do stuff. Sleep by yourself. And that's a really important thing, I think, for a lot of parents to probably be hearing. Um, a lot of parents who might be single parents as well is like there can be a lot of guilt when we're enforcing different boundaries with our kids, especially because everybody's going through this very weird time mm-hmm. but you got to protect your energy you got to protect your space and so what has worked for you outside of with x other folks in your life right now or other areas of your life where there might be energy vampires or there might be people mm-hmm. who are just maybe asking for a bit too much right now um i may i i am clear about what i need and what i want like i'm just very like nope can't do that shut it down Mm-mm. nope what helps um, you get there? Because I feel like people Yeah, it want took me that. a minute. <laughs> it took <laughs> me a minute. Listen, I'm not going to be like, I've always been like this. No, mm-hmm. I haven't. I'm a people, I don't want to say I'm a people pleaser, um, but I don't like conflict. Mm. But what I started to realize was um, when, I, when I didn't set boundaries, people would continuously push at them and do whatever they wanted. Because obviously, they, 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 I'm not giving them boundaries, so why wouldn't they, right? Mm. Um, and so I, I just, you just, you just wake up one day. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say I woke up one day. I was like, boom, I'm done. No, I just, I just, honestly, I just really started to think what Chad would do. Would Chad, is this acceptable to Chad? Would, would he be afraid to say no? Would he be afraid to put a boundary? Would he be afraid of making so-so and so mad? No, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So. So Chad has kind of become that benchmark. <laughs> for helping establish boundaries. And for those who aren't aware of Chad, I know that you explain this it's like, okay. all the time, but just <laughs> in case there's someone. And I also think it's just uh, beneficial to all of us to hear this over and over again. Yeah, but it is. Tell so, us about this benchmark of what would Chad do. So Chad isn't a specific person. I please, I need to reiterate that. He's not a specific <laughs> person. He's not. This is no offense to the Chads of the world. No, no. It's not meant to, um, it's not meant to uh, diminish anyone's accomplishments. And it's not, certainly not meant to bash men. I love men. Men rock. Um, kind of. Um, <laughs> and so what Chad is, it's really meant to just help you to immediately dismiss any sort of, um, negative thoughts that pop into your head it's just meant to just give you more faith in yourself because if you think chad is just representative of a, of a you know a 34 year old mediocre white dude doing all the things he has no business doing he doesn't have any qualifications he doesn't have um the know-how he just thinks he can go for it perfect examples of that would be like the, the current president of the united states how the mm-hmm. hell did he get there he got there because he had the audacity right so really it's the energy chad's an energy he's a mood he's a um he's an attitude that's really all it is so it's just really just meant to help me like or to help me or anyone just really just you know as i always like to say put on pull up your big girl panties and get shit done like it's just just do it because if this what if a white guy wouldn't do it or would do it why can't you what's stopping Mm. you yes and I feel like so many of us 
need that reminder. Like I see it so often as I'm married to my husband is a white man, large mm-hmm. white man, Mitch. Yep. And he's the last one who commented here. Saying <laughs> 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 that all these are okay except for Chad. <laughs> but when I look at that confidence, like there is just a different experience and we've talked about it where he's become so much more aware of the things that he doesn't even have to think about yep. when he walks through the world. Yep. That I'm always considering, always trying to build myself back up from. And that awareness from him, sometimes he even points it out to me and is like, why are you holding yourself back from that? Mm-hmm. Or why do you think you can't do that? Yep. And it's like, right, like this, I need to build that strength from that. Yep. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the webinar that you and Jam are going to be doing? <laughs> yes. Well, in two weeks, we're doing what's called, we're calling it Talk Like Chat, TLC. And really, it's, uh, it's just become, it's, it's really became what was happening in our DMs. A lot of people were coming to us, well, how, Vivian, like, where do you get that confidence from? And, and, you know, how do I talk like Chad? And I was like, well, here's what you do. And it was like, really? That's all I need? I'm like, yeah, girl, that's all you need to do. <laughs> and, so then, and, you know, a lot of people were like, you know what? I did that thing that she said. And, you know, especially with Jam, and she has her Slay the Mic, um, her Slay the Mic program and teaching people to use their voice. And as of recently, you know, the last couple of months, you've seen us using our voice and it's actually been good. Like, I'm, mm. I'm uh, you know, the Toronto, the being in the Toronto Star, and it's all because I decided to use my voice. So, um, really, it's just to help people become, to, to get that confidence, to be 100% who you are in order to get the things you need and deserve. Mm. I am so excited for this webinar. <laughs> I need to learn. Oh, my money that. wall. Let me show no, you the money wall. Let's see the money wall. The money wall. So, <laughs> this is the wall where uh and i have a thing with money so this is the wall where i'm writing everyone's name so if you buy a ticket i'm i'm putting your name on a on a on a piece of prop money so i have this prop money that i use for good energy which is so smart also. <laughs> like anytime i see you counting those stacks i'm like i am also in my head just counting that money and it's not about it's really about bringing good energy. That's really yeah. all it is. I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to be the next Bill Gates or Jeff. I mean, no, you know what? Let me not say that. See, here I am. Here I am just blocking myself. Maybe I will be the next. No, not even next. I'm going to be Vivian. Yeah. And I want to manifest as much goodness as I can in my life, right? And people, you know, we have this thing with money and everyone thinks that, you know, if you have too much money, that means you're greedy. It means you're a bad person. It means that. That's not true. In fact, if you were a bad person before, you're going to be an asshole. You're going to continue to be an asshole, right? Fact. But if you were a good person before, you're going to continue to be a good person and you're going to just do more good things, mm-hmm. right? So money is just a tool to help you do more good things in life. So if you think of it that way, then why, then, then why not have as much as you can, right? Absolutely. So I'm going to send, as soon as this is done, I'm going to send everyone their money with their name on it. And it's going to be a reminder to just do the big things. Mm. Be audacious with your goals. Don't, you know, minimize yourself because you don't want, oh, I don't know. Who cares? Just do it. Yes. And that's going to be a reminder of it. Oh, that's so powerful for all of the attendees who are going to be at the webinar. So if you haven't signed up for the webinar yet, head over to Viv's profile. You're going to find the link in her bio. Make sure you sign up for it. We all need to TLC, figure out this Chad life. 
that's incredible, Viv. And I feel that way too. We're in launch mode with our first program. The next Congratulations. Day. All right, those are beautiful. I was like, oh, she's so, almost so classy and so sophisticated. I love it. It was, it was beautiful. Viv, I Kudos to your graphic designers. I, I was talking to my mom and I was like, my son did it like said this about the program that the picture, the sales team was so classy. But this kid, she's like, you know, you got that from me. I was yeah. like, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. I, like, I love it. I love it. it. Play it. You I love it. it. I love it. Um, but it's been a part of the process where I've had to get comfortable with making money from my own services, offerings, or that my passion can be connected to wealth in this way, and hopefully significant wealth over the next couple of years. Through this hopefully. Way. Not, there's no hopefully. There's no hopefully. There's just. You there's going to be significant you, there's wealth, going to be significant wealth for everybody. Years. Absolutely. And one of my morning affirmations is like my revenue target and then the associated number of students that it would be their lives changed through this program. Ooh, that's a good one. Where it's like, you know, the Next Right Step program is going to make this much money and it's going to change this many lives. And that constant reminder for me has just been so powerful. And so thank you as well. And I think also our, our relationship to money and the fear around it that's like patriarchy just embedded and absolutely like keeping us poor. Down. Yeah. And it's so, so good that you're supporting us in doing this. So something that I was, we were diving into, I was diving into some videos around your work and rereading the Toronto star article, something that you said in your Shopify. Oh my gosh. I feel video. like Michelle Obama right now. Okay. <laughs> yes. <Vivian. laughs> my heart is still beating so fast. everyone assumes that's you know that's the whole patriarchy yeah. thing where everyone assumes thank that you're you. married but uh thank but no you. but yeah sorry go ahead no thank you for catching that am i bad for oh no no please saying? no 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 please <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. actually i'm glad he wasn't my husband <laughs> it's probably the separation that makes me here mm -hmm. <laughs> um but your partner and you like that separation you said tough times make tough people that was like you said going from walking like turning shit into manure. So can you share with us, like, how did you learn to protect your energy through that time? What well, are some of, like, the lessons learned as you were coming through that major, major change in your life? Well, that was the thing, is that I realized that my energy wasn't there. Like, I, I literally woke up one morning and I was like, enough is enough. Mm. Like, enough is enough. Um, you know, I find, especially as a mother, you, or even just women, period, we're taught to do as much as possible to save it for the kids, save it for the relationship, save it like we're doing all the work and boundaries were being pushed that, you know, I set some boundaries and he was like, ah, you know what, I'm just going to push it just because I'm, I think I can and because you're vulnerable, right? Because here I am, I just, you know, I have a baby, I have our, our kid, I have a business, I need your help. So he thought he could just do whatever he wanted. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, I'm, I'm done. Mm. I'm done. And, you know, as a, as, and 
I'm really, really adamant about women using their intuition because your, your intuition tells you so much, but a lot of times we're taught to ignore it because people are, you know, society tells us, oh, your intuition, that means you're crazy. Like, mm. you know, you should, you should follow logic, right? Especially you men. You shouldn't trust like, yourself. You shouldn't your body, trust yourself. Your you're too sensitive. You're too emotional. You're too... No, there's a reason why we're emotional because we can sense things. We know stuff, right? Um, like we know, like we know, like we know, but society tells us, or men tell us, oh, you know what? You need to be a little bit more logical and rational about this. And it's like, mm. Mm, I don't think so. And so, yeah, we just need to trust ourselves more. And that's the thing. Like I just, I realized I was making all these decisions based on not my needs. And so then I was like, you know what? And I was miserable. Mm. absolutely miserable that's one of like the biggest indicators like yeah. across the board when it's time for that transformation that massive change in your life it's like i either hate my life feel miserable feel disconnected from my being yeah and i was and i knew like i i'm a high vibe i'm a high vibrating person and i was not vibing this was mm. just it was just not working working out for me so then um I was tired of, I was just tired of dealing with that energy. So I just said, I'm one of those people, I just, I just say, I either I do it or I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't do half-ass. So it's like, I don't do this anymore. I'm done. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that's, that's really what happened. Mm -hmm. And when you looked at like that period of time after, obviously it takes a minute or a while for you to feel safely on the other side of that decision and to feel like, oh yeah, like I feel grounded in this being the right decision. How did, how do you experience when you know something's right? What does that like feel like to you? Like that. I felt like I, like I just mm -hmm. took a really deep breath and I could actually take that deep breath. It wasn't shallow breaths anymore. It wasn't, um, I wasn't feeling anxious. I wasn't not sleeping. Like I used to battle insomnia like crazy. Um, uh, I used to drink a lot more, like, just to just numb myself. Like, I was just doing things just to numb myself, right? I would work, 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 work through the day and just cry at night. And so um, how it felt was it literally just felt like I took a, I could, I was able to take a deeper breath. Mm. Like, some weight had lifted off my shoulders. Like, something was on my chest. Mm. And now it's gone. And now I can breathe. And then I fell into, um, and then I fell into a depression. Because I looked at what I'd accomplished in life and then looked at my personal life and the two didn't make sense. Right? And this was it's like, like your business made over a million. Yeah. But and I couldn't keep a man to save my life. <laughs> right? Also not an indicator of success. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Right? But the society tells you, oh, you know what? Like if you, if you do this and you do that, any man, oh, oh my God. Like who wouldn't want a woman making a million dollars? Well, you know what? Beyonce got cheated on. Back. you know i had a million dollar business he still left you know so it says so much more about the insecurity that men have there's just this major conversation that is continuing to be had about the emotional intelligence that men need to keep tapping into and that self-sabotage factor of those decisions that they make that just fuck their lives oh and he got <laughs> so fucked over that's the thing. And the thing was, I'm one of those people who can be really objective. I can really step outside myself and be like, okay, you know what? And what was, you know, what ended up happening? He ended up leaving for some high school sweetheart or some shit like that. And I, I, I said, listen, as a human being, don't go there. 
because that looks like nothing but trouble. Like, I'm not saying you guys stay here. Just don't go there. I'm, I'm, I'm just don't do that to yourself. Okay. Went there. Caused a whole shitload of trouble. Cool. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. So. And so when you look at that decision and getting to that point, what advice do you have for people to, when they're on the cusp and they know something's wrong and they feel that fear of like, I have a big decision to make and it's going to change everything. What encouragement or advice do you have for them to like get to the other side of that? You got to go through it. You got to go through it. Like, like the shit is manure. Like you got to take that shit. It's got to hit the fan. It's got to go all over. It's got to get in the crevices. It's got to get in your hair. It's got to get everywhere. But then you also have to remember that shit is manure. So manure is used to grow, make things grow and to make things flourish. And you just have to think of it as a, as a learning experience, as a lesson learned. Mm. Right? Um, you got to listen to yourself because the, the, if you keep trying to push it back, it's going to pop. That shit's going to come up through somewhere gonna come you're gonna open the car door boom shit right so you got to deal with it you just got to rip that band-aid off and just get it done and over with was it like you know was it um you know at the time did i think this was a great decision absolutely not i thought i was tearing away my 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 son's father from him right Mm. but then i real what i realized was that listen any decision that i make for myself is for my son so i have to stop putting him this is going to sound terrible but I have to stop putting him before me. I have to put myself before him because I am, he can't be anything unless I'm together. Yes. Like claps. Yeah. Like, raise hands. So for anyone who's a mother and you're dealing with, you know, a significant other or whatever the case may be, you have to put yourself first. You have to. It, it, society tells us we have to put the kids first, but literally like kids are resilient. They, they will, they will bounce back. They will, they will, you know, they will reconfigure to whatever situ- the situation is. But you, on the other hand, you need to be, you need to get your shit together. And if sometimes shit has to fall apart in order for you to put yourself back together, then let that shit fall apart. Wow. That is like a major takeaway, major key from this conversation for everybody. I can see it from the comment section. People needed to hear that right now. And something you also shared in your 90-second video with Shopify when they asked you about, like, what you would want to say to X was that to never use adversity as an excuse. And also, like, just with the conversations that have come up since George Floyd's murder and we're seeing, like, you were and are, like, when you speak your truth, we are listening in a different way now. And we are taking that power and taking the truth of your experience and the stories you shared about how you worry for X. And we're internalizing that and we're feeling that. So when you think of what you're modeling for X, what are you most proud of that you as his mother are like showing him every day? Um, I think the fact that I, I, I do keep getting knocked down, but I keep getting back up. Mm. Right. And I'm not, um, I don't shy away from letting him see me struggle. Like, I'm not saying I'm sitting there like, ah! No, but there's some times when it's just like, mama just has to cry. Like mama just has to, and he sees that. And then I guess he's like me, he's an empath. So he comes and he tries to make me feel better. And, 
and you know he's always like mommy i'll help you like he's so i i feel like i'm i'm making him i'm hoping that i'm making him into a, a good man. Mm. and that exposure emotional exposure and trusting his emotions like there's no way that that isn't what's about what's happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because to have that emotional bandwidth capacity is like the biggest requirement I just, I just want him. I just want him to just always pick himself up and try again, mm-hmm. and or pivot or whatever it is that you need to do. Just don't stay down. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's not. You have this one life to live, um, and it's important that you do it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. So. And a lot of, I think, like what's so, what I love so much about interviewing and talking to incredible humans is. You know, we shared that we're talking boundaries and protecting your energy in business, but it's like you can protect your energy and boundaries in business if you can do it in your own life. Oh, absolutely. And so rooting it in these, like, experiences that are the things that make us and define us, like, yeah, then you can show up in your business in the same way. Yep. And, and, so, and then you learn, like, what you learn in one area, you can just take it and just put it in others. Apply yeah. it there. Yep. Apply yep. it there. Yep. We're going to bring a little bit of that over here. Yep. 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 So I want to, Sarah asked a question sure. that I want to go back to. She said, how are you able to continue putting in all that work during your depression? And I think that's like a really powerful question because when we're in those depressed states or like out of flow states or just like hurting, it's so hard to take that next step forward. It, um, and that's a really good question. Thank you for that. So I always like to say that the key to success for business is not motivation because motivation is fleeting. It's, it's based on how you feel, right? Whereas consistency is something that you can do no matter how you feel. This is the thing. Right? This it's is the most important it's thing. All about, it's all about the shit you don't want to do every single day. Those small little steps, those little things that you think don't matter matter so what I was able to do is I created like a set of like systems and processes for myself that I was able to just do without even thinking right like just how like how you can drive to the grocery store it's muscle memory that's how I organized my business so it was all muscle memory so I was just able to just do the things that I needed to do and be uh and make my business efficient so I wouldn't have to put in so much emotional labor into it because I was my energy was already gone Right. Yeah. Um, and then I was always sure to take energy from sources that was giving me energy. Right. So I would do customer support and, you know, I would see emails from customers saying, you know, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Thank you. I had cancer and I couldn't find a wig that looked like my hair and your company had it. Thank you. So I drew energy from that. So it helped keep me going. But yeah, at night I would go and I would cry. And I was okay with that. Like, now that I think, like, you know, during the time it didn't seem okay, but now I'm okay with that because sometimes you need to go through it to get through it. Mm. Right? The you only need way to through it is, is through, through it. it. That's it. So, mm. yeah, so consistency. It's, it's all about consistency. It's all about those little steps. Like, you don't get up one morning and decide you're going to run a marathon, right? 
you, and if you do, you're that's just the worst. It's the worst, right? No, you get up, you make the decision to run a marathon, right? Then you go out and you buy shoes. Then you wake up in the morning, you put on your clothes. Then you put on your shoes. Then you go outside and you take a step and you open the door. Like there's all these little steps. But if you're in business, you need all those same little steps mm-hmm. so that you can, you're able to, you know, to, to work, to be consistent. You're able to do those same things that you don't want to do without thinking and it, and it gets done. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, I mean, this is what happened to me. Next thing you know, I hit a million dollars. I didn't realize I hit a million dollars until three months later because I was oh so like my head was down. I was just focused on my business and my baby. That was it. And I just kept my head down and kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. Wow. And then next thing you know, I was like, oh, okay, now what? Like, that's great. I hit a million bucks. I didn't even celebrate it, right? Because I was just like, but everyone's doing it. Turns out everyone's not, but. No. Yeah. But yeah. It's also, though, when you love the process and you create processes and systems that you enjoy, it, the goals become benchmarks versus, like, everything. And that's what I'm enjoying about this process is like seeing that there's so, I get so much satisfaction out of the systems and seeing them work mm-hmm. and that that can be the, the motivator or like the thing that you find that joy through. Yeah. Yeah. And this like we're, we're at that 35 minute mark, Viv. I, I know. I this one by so much. <laughs> I got a babysitter. <laughs> As long time. as there's nobody dancing in my background, I'm good. I'm missing that X vibe right now. I, listen, I you know what? I miss it too. Um, but you know, Mama has to get some work done where I can just sit down and focus on something 100% and get and knock some stuff out. Plus, I just want to be by myself. Yeah. 100%. So necessary. <laughs> so as quarantine hit, and you shared about this a little bit in the Toronto Star article. Um, you had to make a pivot for the mm-hmm. business because your supply chain and things um, with your one company were just out of sorts. Yep. Um, so you pivoted and started figuring out, uh, you were already doing some of this yeah. in the interview, but you prioritized more your online services and the uh, Shopify course that you created and now like the webinar. So can you share like what, what helped you pivot effectively? Like what were the things that you supported you while you had to make that change in your business or like just add that shift in your business um well I was you know really start I was just paying attention because like you're right I was always I started coaching last Jan in January of 2019 yeah. um but you know I think the was a full, was a full uh, full-time job but I've got people who work for me and they were doing their thing and you know because the, the supply chain was out of sorts I was like I needed to feel useful Right. Like I needed to I needed to feel like and I saw a bunch of people just sort of floundering. Right. Like I had a business and it was, you know, direct. I dealt with people directly. And now I can't. How do I I how do I make money? How do I do it? So after I got over the initial shock, um, as we all did, you know, we did our our wine karaoke. them you know um 
to get the 30, you know, in 30 days, I can help you get to a million dollars and then give you the exact same steps. And I realized people don't need steps because it's doing them a huge disservice. What they need is guidance. What they need is a sounding board. What they need is someone who's been through all that to be like, yeah, girl, I get it. But here's what you should do. Right. Yeah. And, and, and sort of guide you through making the right decisions for your business. So people don't, I, what I found was people didn't necessarily need blueprints. They needed guidance. They needed confidence. They needed to build confidence in order to, to make the right decisions for their business. Cause no one knows your business as, as well as you do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I just took that off. I just took the opportunity just like with all my businesses, I just sort of saw a gap in the market and just zeroed in on it. Right. <laughs> just yeah. that, it's just what I do naturally. And it's like, okay. And, and it works. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And that is so key because in part of the resilience research, what I've learned is that competence leads to confidence. Oh, absolutely. And so when you're working with someone like yourself, who's got the breadth of business experience, who has the track record, you feel like you can trust yourself even more as you face that next piece of your puzzle. Like on this launch, I'm doing calls with Kat every other week to just check in, see what's what, because she did her successful launches earlier in the yep. in the quarantine time. And I was like, I just need like, I just need that sounding board. Yep. I just need that other person to like check yep. in with who's done what I want to do to help me get to where I want to go. It's valuable. Like you can't, you have to, if you want to do the things, make sure you're working with someone who's done the things. Yes. Right. Again, for the people in the back. <laughs> If you you want want to do the things, things, look for people who have done the things. (laughs) Right? Like, like if, like with you, like with yourself, you've been, you've had health issues, you've had career issues, you've you've been, you've had the breadth of experience (laughs) of being resilient, right? So you've been through some things, right? You can't trust someone who's, you know, who, uh, like, if you were like someone who hadn't gone through that, you're talking about resiliency, I would have been like, what? I would have just been side eyeing you, right? Yeah. But when, when that when you came up with that title for yourself, I was like, of course that makes sense. Like that makes sense. I wish I had thought about that, but you know what I mean. Like it makes sense. So just make sure, guys. And you know, this is I'm not saying hire me or hire uh, Como for whatever you need to do. Just make sure whatever it is that you want to do. Make sure whoever you're hiring has actually done it. Mm-hmm. Done. Period. And not sexy marketing. Don't fall for this. Don't be seduced by the sexy marketing. Look for receipts. Yes. But also, if you do want to work with us, we're kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. look at, look at us. Look at our melanin and shit. It's going to be the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, it's amazing. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. With us, what's coming up for you? How can everyone watching support you? What are the offers that you've got for the world right now um, that we can all tune into? I'm trying to get everyone on this wall right here. Yes! This is where I'm trying. I want, I want as many people on this wall. And then when you're on this wall, I also want you to go and do and, and take Como's course. Um, because, listen, this is, this is about the long. This is not something that, you know, it's fleeting by night and next year, you know, trends off or whatever. This is stuff that you're going to have for the rest of your life. I wish I, like, I'm in my, my early 40s, um, and I wish I had had something like this in my 20s, right? Um, 
So, you know, I would really take advantage of the fact that, um, you know, Como right now, this is, I mean, right now it's the master classes at, it's probably cheaper than it should be, but that's all right. Cause you got to start somewhere. Got to right? start somewhere. Got to start somewhere, but you know, make sure you're hiring people or, you know, taking courses. Cause right now there's, everyone's a digital course creator right now. Everyone's a creator. Yeah. Um, but just make sure that um, they're planting actual seeds that'll turn to fruit or mm. come to fruition, not just mm -hmm. magic beans that do nothing. Mm. 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 Yeah. I'm getting lots of mm inside. <laughs> I'm saying them out loud. But for those of you who might not have been tuned in earlier when we were talking about uh, the webinar that, Jam and Viv are oh, yes. doing soon. It's called Talk Like Chad. It helps you understand how you can live in the world like Chad. What would Chad do? And I'm excited for it because I feel like I don't even know my own limitations where I apply, where I, with I, where I like hold myself back um, and don't realize that, hey, I can actually be a bit more confident here. I can show up differently. I can own this. I can name this. I can want this. And so that's going to be happening July 20... 28th. 8th. 28th. I had to double check oh, that. <laughs> July 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's about a 90-minute, two-hour webinar where we're just going to break it down. We're going to give you, help give you confidence in your business, your 9 to 5, and in your life in general and teach you how to be more, how to have that chadacity, the, the mm. audacity to just do the bigger things in life. And, and it's whatever is big to you. Yeah. Right. That's that's the beauty of it. We're not looking. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to be like Como or Jam. You have to be like you. Yeah. And I think that's what I love so much about how I'm seeing people in the coaching space realize is like we're here to help you become more of yourself. And we're here to help put in place in your life the things that are going to help you get there. And so, Viv, what have been like your personal anchors? Like what's your personal self-care been like? in this quarantine time because i know we've had conversations in dm about how our routines exploded and we had to find like a semblance of something mm -hmm. that worked for us so what was that for you for me that was and plants actually, <laughs> yes while this tells us this everybody comment with what your favorite takeaway from the conversation has been it's a little bit of a delay so while Viv answers this we're going to see your replies but yeah tell us about So am I. Like one of the, so so the funny so let me tell you the reason why my nephew was calling is because it's raining, uh -huh. and so then I had sent out these buckets to collect rainwater because for for plants it's, they just prefer rainwater. Some of the plants are a little finicky. Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. That's the thing. So I had him out there play, like, collecting water, and X was playing with the water. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he knew how important this water was to me. And so then, yeah, so yeah, so for me, plants have just been, um, have just been, it, because it brings a different, it brings a good energy into your home, right? And especially because it's not like you're going to leave plants that die and do all sorts of things. No, you take care of them as you would take care of yourself. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I put up that, that meme that someone tweeted where it was like, buy a plant and name it after yourself. If you feel uncomfortable with saying, you know, positive affirmations or whatever to yourself, say it to the plant. 
and you just say, and so I just find myself saying the most beautifulest things to my plants. I sing good morning to them. I ask them how they're doing. I take care of them. I ask them, you know, what are you, what are you doing over here, girl? What, what is, what's going on? I, you know, and, and they, I think they're talking to me. I, I, it just makes me, it just, it, it just, it's a good vibe, right? It's an <laughs> awesome vibe. It's like they bring me joy and then it makes me give you joy. Yeah. Right. It's that, so. like, it's like for the empaths too, you feel that nourishment. Yeah. And so when you see it in the plant, it's like you take it in. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yes. And okay, I'm not so buying any more plants this month. <laughs> I can't. I have 50. The plant dance 50. was awesome too. I meant to take part in that because we've got this big fiddly fin, Fernando. Ooh, <laughs> Fernando. I like but that. But I have a vine here and it's dying. So I need oh, to name yeah. it after myself and I need to bring her back to life. Okay, maybe not this after you. Maybe. Okay, maybe someone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm taking <laughs> Maybe a friendship that's been lost or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not... Oh, true, true. We need to yeah. rebuild trust before mm-hmm. we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to share about protecting your energy and setting strong boundaries to everyone who's listening? We're all going through this hard season. We're all getting buttons pushed in ways we might be not expecting. What is left that you want to share? I just want to remind people that you have to think of boundaries as self-love. What's that? There's a Brene Brown quote. Um, But it's something like, like your boundaries are for your own well-being. Mm. And so then you just need to, you just, you just need to put them up. You need to put them up. If whoever you're dealing with has negative energy, you have to remind yourself. I have one mantra that I'm always saying. It's like, their energy is not mine. Not my energy. So I'm not, you know, we're, we're, cause we're sponges, right? We like, we absorb things. So it's like their energy is not mine. Especially cause I, I tend to feel vulnerable to people's negative energies. So yeah. it's like, nope, their energy is not mine. Um, and I'm not saying I only interact with people who only have beaming energies, but you know what? It's, it's a way that I guard myself. So, and it's how yeah. I'm able to keep my vibe high. I don't attract, yeah. I tend not to attract negative people. Just because yeah. they can't stand me. <laughs> they can't stand me. So, so I don't know that. Growth, has that. Have you had the trolls coming in? You know what? Surprisingly, no. Not as Which many is as the, This is the thing. You're Listen, talking if, your own truth. Exactly. Like, so you know you what it is? No. Because if you focus on the haters, guess what? You're going to get more haters. So I only focus on the good. The more good, like the more good that you focus on, the more good that comes into your life, right? So I'm a big, I'm a big fan of just, I'm just going to focus on good. I'm just going to put out good energy and that's what I get in return. If I do get the off, you know, the off person that's just being off and I'm like, you know what? Be on your way. Yeah. Bye bye. I don't, yes. I don't need any of that shit in my life. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and then one of the things that I also am practicing is just being direct and not apologizing for what I need. Wow. That's it. So those, those two things. So the energy is not mine, and um, being direct with what I need and not apologizing for it. Sorry, not sorry. I'm taking it. I accept what you're putting down. Um, okay, thank you so much, Viv. This was such a good conversation. I could talk to you forever. We're probably going to have so many more of these for oh. the rest of our lives. I'm on it. Let's go. Uh, let's go. I'm- so as a reminder, this webinar is July 28th with 
Jam, TLC, Top by Chat. And this has been such a fruitful conversation. I'm going to see what some Oh, that's it. Doing. That's it. Someone said it. There you go. That's the point. That's it. Yeah, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves. That's really I all it is. That. That's all it is. That's all it is. And I feel like, you know, when you have the boundaries set, I feel comfortably on the other side of saying that. I fucking love myself. And you can give two kicks about other people. It's the most glorious experience. Um, okay, but on that note, check out Jam and the TLC webinar July 29th, 7 p.m. BST. If you sign up for it, your name is going to end up on that those money prop money money wall wall the money wall um and if you are interested in joining my five-week master class on resilience and leadership i am here to help leaders build and make the impact they're here to make while staying healthy and well and i'm teaching you systems but also supporting you and helping you figure out how can i live a grounded life while making the big impact i want to make in the world next year we're gonna or next year next month next week we're going to be announcing all of our expert guests who are going to be in the modules with us, so stay tuned for that. But if you want more info, head over to my link in bio, and you'll see everything about the masterclass. It's the first time I'm publicly teaching, and I'm so fucking excited. Yay, promo! <laughs> Yay! And I'm we so throw some money up for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Lessons Learned. That interview honestly gave me so much life. And Viv is such an incredible human. You can follow her at It's Vivian K on Instagram. And her work is so impactful, so necessary, so joyful, and so real. It helps you reconnect to your truth. And it helps you understand what you truly deserve in this world. So make sure to check out It's Vivian K on Instagram. and. I have a surprise for you. So we are going to be releasing a brand new line of merchandise this week for the Next Right Step program. So if you didn't get to participate in the program, but you loved the branding around each of the five roots of resilience, wellness, impact and identity, community, self-efficacy and work, uh, ran from our team, who is the creative vision behind this whole company and the whole program and the different elements and graphics and art around each module, has gone ahead and created a full print series for the program and also a new mug that we're releasing on Wednesday. So if you're looking for some new beautiful decorations with some affirmations on them for your workspace, for your home, wherever, then make sure to keep an eye on your inbox on Wednesday. When things go live, those of you who are on my newsletter list will be getting a very special discount code. So stay tuned for that. And that's it for me for this week. Until next week, I love you. I hope you're having a great week and be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace and write down what is your definition of holistic success. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at LessonsLearned.co. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs.
comments, submit there or on the website, along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye.